Welcome to Tarot for the Wild Soul, a podcast that explores the tarot through an inclusive, soul-centered, trauma-informed perspective for growth, healing, and evolution. I'm your host, Lindsay Mack. Hello, Wild Souls. It's Lindsay. Welcome back to Tarot for the Wild Soul podcast. It is truly a joy to be gathered with all of you for this inside of this virtual space, as always. Thank you so much for being here. This is our monthly medicine episode for the month of July. So we're going to sense into, touch into the invitation, the medicine, the gift, and the possibilities of this month ahead. And I'm going to answer a listener question, and then we're going to end our time together. Um, Really, really different month. (laughs) Energetically, uh, I spoke about this at Monday's episode and kind of offered up not much, but just a little clarification that um, the difference between the medicine and the invitation of the month of June compared with July is so different, at least to me. Um, I'm not necessarily sure how that reflects on the astrological end of things, but I know the tarot and energetic end of things is quite different. Um, Our theme for the month of July is the inner journey. (laughs) When I got that, I was like, wow, it's really like intense. (laughs) Not intense in a bad way, just... um, very specific. Uh, and also that's kind of nice because I mean, inner journeys look and feel completely different from person to person. So it's not like it's excavate or uncover or whatever. Um, sometimes just the journey itself can reveal so much. Um, just being on a kind of an inner pilgrimage, understanding that that's Really our biggest task and job for this month ahead is to go on an inner journey. Even just knowing that and having that sense can frame us up really quite beautifully for what July is really kind of longing to help us with. If we think about ourselves kind of blooming open like a flower, um, understanding the theme of the month understanding how we can work with it, I think, in a very humble way, uh, can be the sun, the water, the right conditions to really help that flower expand and bloom open. Um, So yeah, July is the inner journey. So June was all about breaking away, cutting cords, clearing out cycles, relationships, collabs, patterns, habits, beliefs, especially that just weren't true and that we needed to physically actively break from. Um, So again, I touched on this just a teeny bit on Monday, but like uh, now that I'm a month out and we're out of that, um, I let some people go from my sort of the, uh, the more distant orbits of my team, which was sad, but necessary, brought some different people in had some really strong beliefs get beautifully and importantly (laughs) in really crucial ways um, shaken up and cleared out. Um, There were a lot of really important, and then there were some areas where I was so sure there would be an ending or a completion and there wasn't. So 
there's lots of different ways to look at this. There's lots of different ways to frame up and work around the idea of breaking away. But the thing that has felt, I think, so tricky for all of us over the month ahead is that it's been inside of primarily June took place primarily in Gemini energy, right? So we were in cancer season for the last basically week or week and a half of June. Um, and we'll talk about that. But Gemini energy is beautiful, but it's mutable air. So it's like connections and trying things out and checking things out. And like, is this it? Nope. Moving on to the next thing. Is that it? Nope. Or yes. Great. It's a lot of change and turnover and moving around, a lot of shifting and a lot of changing, which is beautiful and also a lot. And so it makes sense that for a lot of us, this we've known inside of us for all of June. I don't really feel like I want to continue with this. This isn't working, but I don't know quite what is, which is also very chariot. This month is not about that. This month, and I'm getting the sense that this might be a lot of the summer in general, but this month ahead that we're going into, it's not about active breakaways. It's not about strong actions. It's not about anything like that. There might be breakaways, there might be completions, there might be unions, there might be strong actions, but that's not the focus of the month. The focus of July is touching base with ourselves. Um, and I know for a lot of people, that's not going to happen. <laughs> and that has nothing to do, it's not to be salty, but it just simply is number one, not all of us have the ability to go on like some big inner journey, which is why I think talking about the idea of an inner journey and framing it up in a way that feels accessible will be really helpful. We'll talk about that today. Um, but some people are just not available to this kind of thing. And that's really okay. If we want to do it, if we're open to it, um, a kind of an inner journey of the soul will be very, very powerful for us. Again, that doesn't mean we're not going to be moving, shaking, making things happen, doing external things, visiting people, bopping here, there, and everywhere, um, getting things going. We can do all of that and still be in a deeply internally directed place. And that is really kind of where our attention is being called right now. Um, not to go too far out in order to come back, but, you know, the last three, three and a half years have obviously been a complete shit show and are continuing to be, <laughs> you know, they may be a shit show in a different way than they were three years ago or two and a half years ago or a year ago, depending on both the collective and the personal things that we were working on. Obviously there were a lot of collective things that everyone was confronting during that time and still are. There's been so much forced reflection inside of the last few years around things that are just, they haven't been supportive. They weren't supportive. We might not have ever seen that they weren't supportive until everything stopped. If we even had the option to stop or the, if we were one of the folks who had essential work, we had to keep going when other people were stopping what they were doing. Some of us moved, some of us had huge life changes. 
there's something in July that is offering itself up as a kind of a pause and reflection point, which again, not everyone is going to feel super available to do. It's not a navel gazing, intensely reflective time. I get that July is kind of a little bit of a resting point, a little bit of a bridge. We don't know quite what we're going to do next. It's all really sort of forming itself. Um, the what's possible inside of the inner journeying that we're going to be supported in doing this month is that it's going to help to continue to clarify for us what we don't want to do and what we do want to do. So for a lot of us, because the pandemic and everything that rippled out from there was (laughs) non-consensual, like it's not like we had a big, I know for me personally, like even having my child and being aware of like, no one can really prepare you for postpartum, but I knew, well, I, as wild as this is and as underprepared, no matter how much education and awareness and preparedness I tried to bring in, I was woefully unprepared still. Um, I still chose this with the pandemic and with other things. And obviously those other things can be Um, like we can have those feelings about anything. We can still feel like, well, this wasn't really something I wanted. I don't feel like I chose this. And yet we we go through that with flare-ups, with illnesses, with big diagnoses. Like I didn't choose this, but yet I'm having to respond to this. It is important in life to have those star season times where we weather a tower and then we're able to pause and say, whoa, what the fuck? (laughs) Like, was that, where am I? Like getting a read on like where true North even is for us, like today, not even in a huge way. I'm getting, it's very important for the next steps that we're about to take because a lot of different things are sort of being mashed together, baking in the oven. We're not quite ready yet to know fully, like, this is where I'm going. This is what I'm being called to do. And this is how I'm being called to do it right now. There's still a little bit of swirliness and that swirliness is leading and lending itself very beautifully to us going on a more internal journey. And again, you can be off with family on a trip and be deeply internal, be receiving a lot of things from the body, from the inner self, from the mind, from signs around us that um, there are times in life when collectively we're being drawn out and times when we're being drawn in. And July is a big one. And I do get that it has to do with providing a little bit of a breathing point for the last several years, months, whatever it is that we've been going through. So our cards, our anchor cards for the month of July are five of pentacles reversed and nine of swords reversed. Um, Both cards, uh, this is true of every card in the tarot that can come up and be um, embodied, felt, experienced so differently from one person to another, from one experience or circumstance to another. Um, Both of them for our purposes in terms of this collective reading, how they're showing up and how they can be of greatest use to us this month has to do with this inner journey that all of us are being called on in totally unique and personal ways, unlocking 
something for each one of us that has been keeping us stuck in a belief that's not true. So five of pentacles can show up as a lot of different things, but one way that it can show up when not reversed is a little bit like we're looking for something that's here. It's just not really in the form that we expected it to be in. Um, and the reason that it can feel so hard to touch into that with five of pentacles is that very often we're working with this card in moments when we're a little scared, when there might be some desperation, we might feel contracted, which narrows the, our, our field of vision so enormously that it can be very, very hard to feel like, I think I actually am okay here. It's just maybe not what it was, or it's not, I'm looking for this thing in a place where I would never think to, or I'm looking in for this, for this thing in a way that is the only way I know how to look for it, but it's not quite where I'm going to find it. The reversal indicates that we're starting to look for things in a little bit of a different way. So let's say we've been really deeply longing for partnership or friendship, and we've looked for that in the best ways that we've known how to look. July might call us into, and it might feel very um, unproductive and uh, on the surface, very innocuous. Like this quote, inner journey really isn't very profound or interesting. It's really super pedantic and we're kind of feeling more like we're stuck in something rather than in a deep, powerful place, which some of us might feel because that's sometimes what inner journeys feel like. Five of pentacles reversed can indicate that we start following a tiny pull to look for friends in different places that rather than like, let's say, trying to meet someone in person, we try online dating or rather than online dating, we join a club that we've wanted to join for forever. And like, there's someone cool there that we kind of want to hang out with. It's little tiny whispers that can only come from sitting with ourselves. Um, or, or at the very least, being with the part of us, like let's say we've been online dating, it just hasn't been working and we don't want to do it, but we're afraid we won't meet anybody if we stop. That's where we might be called to do some inner journey work is around like, I don't want to do online dating and that's a full stop period. So I'm not going to do it at least for this month. And I'm going to be willing to sit with and befriend the feelings that I'm having that if I stop, I might miss my person that's huge fear, huge scarcity fear. That's big five of pentacles stuff. Um, if I don't do this thing, if I don't put myself out there, uh, you know, I might miss someone. Big five of pentacles contraction, huge. Um, but on the other side of that is a part of us that may wind up going back to online dating with a whole different energy. There's a part of us that might emerge that's like, yeah, I'm really quite happier without that, <laughs> you know, that it will find me. I won't be able, like, I'm not going to miss my person and it's okay to take a break from these apps and it's okay to take a break from this grind. Um, 
because I need a little space. And that might be happening for us around our, our service and our business. It might be happening to us around work, around our journey with parenthood, around all the, it's giving ourselves a little bit of a pause and a break to get our bearings again and not pushing something that it just isn't ready to go or that we need a break from. That is what is possible with five of pentacles reversed is that there starts to be a lift to that tightness and that fear. And we start realizing like, oh, okay, this is different. This, this is not as, um, like there is something here for me that I didn't even see before. And I didn't see it partially because I had been so consumed with keeping things going the way I was doing it that I never gave myself any time, any space to be able to open to anything different. So um, I had an experience not that long ago that I'm, I'm going to write about on another platform soon where I had been intending to plant uh, a particular kind of rose bush um, where we live and um, went to a nursery and for some reason just got a no on it. It was kind of bummed and was like, I guess we're not meant to have roses or whatever. And then my daughter was um, moving around in our front, in the front part of our house where there's a lot of greenery um, and flowers and bushes that lead to kind of a more forested area between our property and the next people because we live more in a, a rural sort of farm area outside of Portland, Oregon. And, oh, she started pointing to something and she noticed this teeny, tiny, really small, wild rose. And it turned out that we had this prolific, very small and unassuming wild rose bush kind of behind the row of bigger flowers and plants that had been planted by the person who owns our home that we rent from. And I remember thinking like, wow, if that is ever, if that's not a symbol and a signal for what five of pentacles can be, I just don't even know what is like wanted a rose bush, didn't get a rose bush, had one here the whole time, <laughs> you know? Um, and that's not always five of pentacles, but when we're working with it inside of that capacity, because remember the fives are really flexible. It's the same thing with five of swords. With Five of Swords, if again, we're feeling like um, Five of Swords can bring up that feeling like we fucked up. And sometimes in Five of Swords, we haven't fucked up. It just feels like we have. And other times we have fucked up and like there's amends to be made. And part of our work is to actually root down into the truth and sense into what that is. So there are times with Five of Pentacles where there's nothing we can do. We're, we're working through feelings around larger systemic issues and class issues and bullshit as it pertains to opportunity and that are incredibly painful and really shitty. And then there are other times where truly that feeling of like, I have to hold on, I can't let go. Um, what if I don't have what I need that we're actually very rich and very blessed, rich in, in, um, opportunity or in, um, blessings in some way, or that we actually have exactly what we need. It's just that we've been so, um, 
kind of brutalized by fear or by trauma or by worry or by a particular situation that we're still so in recovery from that, that we can't see that there's actually support here. So the fives are tricky. It's really working through contraction to see what's on the other side. But the reversal of the five of pentacles is kind of like a whole month of finding that rose bush behind the bushes of flowers. It's kind of being like, oh, I actually think I have what I need here. Or this isn't what I wanted and it's not what I thought. It's not what used to be here, but I actually am more supported or even just as supported. Or maybe I'm not as supportive, but for this season of my life, there might be some usefulness for me here. Um, it's not necessarily making lemons into lemonade, um, but it is the revealing of something that we might have felt like, um, I don't have this, I can't get this, I don't know how to say no to this, to kind of clarifying that belief. And, and it's showing up with nine of swords reversed, which again, has to do very similarly with the lifting and the clearing of old worst case scenario fears that we investigate and find that they're not necessarily true. You know, that we go through like, well, what is the worst case scenario that you're worried about? Ah, let's see. Okay. Let's ask somebody who knows better than us, whether or not that's a reality, <laughs> you know, or whether or not that would be a reality. Um, it sounds a little daunting to open ourselves to that, but it really can be life-changing when we let other people in to help us with that. So those are the two core anchors we're going to be working with. Hugely transformative energies and both very, very strong kinfolk to the inner journey. There's really no way to come to the lift and the, the expansion that's possible with these two cards. Like these two cards reversed are an unlocking and a liberation from the challenge and the crunch of these two cards when right side up. Um, so this is about actually about an inner journey that helps to free us up from some story, some belief, some, um, energy or, you know, again, some belief or storyline that we've been holding that has really been locking us into something that isn't necessarily true. Um, I just went through this without going into detail about something that I was like, this is a massive problem. I have to fix it. I was really comparing something that is now to something that was before. And I met with an amazing kind of processor about it. And in filling out the initial paperwork, um, like the intake forms for what we were going to be doing coaching work on, I found myself being like, I don't know if this is actually that bad. It's just not what it was. And the coach said the same thing. They were like, I feel like I'm glad you feel that way. Cause that was also my impression. Like what is enough for you? Like when, when is something enough and what would something else give you you know, and those were very powerful questions to be asked. And I, I've been sitting with them ever since being like, well, I do, I, it is okay. Like I am okay. This is okay. That's not always the truth of the case this month. Like sometimes things aren't okay. Right. This month is about sensing into areas where we may be believing something is 
is one way. And through that inner journey, we realize, actually, this is really different than I thought. You know, it could be the opposite. It could be, we could be feeling like this is so great. It's so supportive. And the more we sit with it, the more we're like, it's actually not that supportive. <laughs> um, I'm actually not getting my needs met all, all that much here. So realizing that can be painful and also necessary. And that is the gift and the unlocking that's possible with nine of swords reversed and five of pentacles reversed. It offers spaciousness where there's typically a lot of tightness. Um, it offers clarity where there's typically a lot of crunch and contraction. So we can definitely look to that this month. Um, what we're being invited to pay attention to inside of this work is king of cups and king of wands reversed. Um, if we are belaboring under something being supportive, but it's really not, or um, needing something to change or needing something to happen, but really we have everything we need right here. It's just not permanent. Um, it's not a permanent solution to where it is that we're going. Cause I mentioned, it's kind of a weird bridge like time where it's not super clear where we're going. Um, it's just kind of, we're walking, moving from one stage of being to the next, um, King of Cups has to do with the way that we give and offer up our energy. It's how we take care of ourselves as we are taken care of by, it's like a big giving and receiving energy. And it has to do with filling up our own cup after a long period of being, um, giving a lot. So it's a rebalancing there. So paying it really close attention to the way we give and receive will be very crucial. And then King of Wands reversed, um, where have we been unable or afraid or a little bit reticent to be us, to do our thing, to do what we want to do? If we've, and like obviously within accessible means, um, if we've been feeling like, oh, I can't do this, no one would want it, that's a, a flag <laughs> for King of Wands reversed. If we're like, I really have a call to try this out, to do this experiment, to offer this thing. Um, but I don't want to do it. I don't want to fail. I don't want anyone to, I have to be the way people want me to be or expect me to be. That's a, a king of wands reversed flag there. Basically saying like, Hey, it takes a lot of energy to make yourself a square peg when you're really a round peg. So how can you let yourself be what you are? as you are on your time. Much easier said than done, but that is what we're being invited to pay attention to. Where have we become a little bit more of a um, square peg when we really are more of a round one or vice versa? The lesson of this month, what we're learning about is three of pentacles reversed. So again, you know how this is a horrible metaphor. It's clunky as hell, but, uh, when you have, it's not even clunky, it's just so simplistic, but when you have two magnets and they're a little further apart than the other, and, and you're kind of trying to get them to come together without, while keeping them as far apart as possible. So that one magnet will kind of fly toward the other. That's a little bit like, like setting a bone back into place. That's a little bit of what's going on with this more internally directed journey. Um, 
there's been a lot of awareness and a lot of eye-opening insight that we've gotten from the last several years around like, wow, this has totally been burning me out. I don't want to do this anymore. Whoa, this was so unsustainable. I didn't know it. Or whoa, I really wanted this. And I realized this really isn't a goal that is like my truth, <laughs> you know, um, I'd much rather pursue this or, um, I think a lot of us are in that place realizing that, um, what we've wanted is just evolving right along with us due to both, um, the, the enormous clarity of the external circumstances of the last few years. And also just, um, of those circumstances, the exhaustion of them has just moved many of us in different directions. So three of pentacles has to do with doing the work that we're being asked to do right now and staying in our lane around it. It comes up a lot when we have a feeling, um, it can come up when we feel like we want to be doing something different. And it's basically spirit's way of being like, you are exactly where you are supposed to be doing exactly what you are meant to be doing today. So can you let, pentacles are all about the slow, um, honest build from total apprentice to really experienced, more master level. And so the three is kind of like paying our dues a little bit in some regard. And in other places, three of pentacles can have to do with trusting that you're growing and building exactly on the pace that you're meant to. And that when you look back, you'll see it might be a lot faster than you even thought, but that right now, this is what you're being called to do. So what we're learning about and what, uh, kind of the lesson of this month is about is kind of making peace with, where we are versus where we'd like to be or thought we'd be. <laughs> so um, if that that's a very common feeling, like I thought I'd be further, I thought I'd be somewhere different, I thought I'd be here or there, or I never imagined I'd be there, or um, this is fine and I wish that, whatever. So the reversal of Three of Pentacles has to do with us really feeling like we really want to not be doing we're doing. We kind of really want to be doing something different. Um, the inner journey work and the lesson of this card and the, the presence of this card inside of this particular prompt is a reminder that things are changing, that we're not going to be doing what it is that we're doing for all that much longer. Things are changing. We're always changing that where we are now and where we find ourselves in a three of pentacles style energy, whether right side up or reversed, it's not permanent. It has to do with trusting that where we are now is where we are supposed to be. We're not necessarily supposed to be anywhere other than where we are at this moment in time. And that's okay. There's, you know, there's, so the lesson is to trust where we are, to really trust that while it's not some big, likely grand aligned thing, although for you it might be, um, that where we are is, um, you know, not going to be with us forever. It's just not that we are already changing, already evolving out of that, already moving into someplace super aligned. 
much more aligned? How can we honor and bow to the feelings that come up around that, right? How can we move through more of a of a deep journey? What is there something preventing us from moving closer to that end, right? That we actually have some power over and some capacity to change. How we're growing this month is 10 of cups. 10 of cups has to do with being deeply, deeply present with the joy and the beauty of what's here. Not necessarily what we want to be or what we think we should be, Life is still going to be life. There's still going to be challenging moments, upsets, setbacks, disappointments, um, because that's life and that's part of the inevitability of life. Um, Ten of Cups calls us to be really present with the beauty and the joy in the midst of life being life, like catching some beautiful dappled light, seeing a rainbow on a drive, um, giving our cat scritches or you know, petting our beloved dog or feeling our child um, kind of breathing deeply as they nap on us and as we may be trying to get some work done. <laughs> um, all of that is Ten of Cups. Um, this is it, essentially all that we're doing this month is being called to come closer to the beauty of the present moment. That's how we're growing and that's where we're going is inside of this inner journeying, inside of our wants and our desires and the setbacks we might be experiencing, the disappointments, the pain, the wondering, the worry, um, any longing we may be feeling and any deep discovery work we may be doing this month realizing like, whoa, I really need to give my per- myself permission to take more time here or take a leap there. Um, whatever it might be, um, realizing that things are actually way more supportive than I thought, totally unique and dependent on our particular situation. Um, that inner journey work, how it's going to help us grow is to trust in the medicine of timing a little bit more and to sense into what's beautiful right here. Um, Last summer was really, really challenging for me personally. And when I look back on it, it was probably one of the more challenging times of my life. And I remember it honestly felt like every single thing in my life was completely falling apart. Um, and then, but there were, it, my child was still glorious and there were fresh peaches that brought joy. And it was a very powerful exercise in not letting myself spiral out into worry or despair um, and to do whatever I could within my power to work through it, you know? And it was being responsible and responsive to the reality of the challenge of our situation and also at the same time being very available to the beauty and the delight of my child and to the loveliness of fresh peaches as well without taking away from either. Um, that was a very, it was a little bit like, um, like rubbing your stomach and patting your head at the same time. It was very strange, but, um, really insightful. And that's a part of what we're kind of gaining a little bit more of here. I was like, what are the joys, the beauties, what's working 
inside of this time of really big change and internal shifting that is going to affect the external in ways that we're not quite aware of yet. So TLDR, um, too late, really too late for that. Um, it's a deeply internal month. It's a month of a lot of internal journeys, reflections, the landscapes of the internal being kind of centered and focused on. And that deep work leading us to um, understand certain things that we maybe didn't see, see things um, more clearly that will lead to different outcomes or actions, doing necessary internal work so that when things are finally at a point externally where we're kind of ready to go with them, where it'll be more about like catching the wind in our sails, we'll actually be ready. We won't be laboring, we won't be belaboring under old false beliefs anymore. So um really, really powerful. And as is befitting with chariot work and cancer work, uh, which is, you know, most of July until we get into Leo season. But even with Leo, that fixed fire energy is also very powerful. Um, there's a lot of internal, deep landscapes, a lot of layers, stuff externally that doesn't quite match the internal and vice versa. So we're going to be feeling into all of that, but really a soft unlocking and a liberation of something that has felt one way that can then become something different. That is really the the core essence of this month ahead. Um, and yeah, thank you so much for being with me on this ride. I'm going to answer this listener question and then we're going to say goodbye for now. This person is from anonymous. This question is from anonymous rather. And they say, dear Lindsay, I recently discovered the pod and I'm so appreciative and grateful of the work you do and your generosity in sharing your insights. Thank you. Thank you anonymous for seeing me. I'm a beginning tarot reader. Ah, love it. And have spent quite a bit of time with my deck during the pandemic, a side benefit to lockdown and the privilege of having more space for learning and reflection. Lately, I've had the sense that my deck is, quote, winking at me, nudging me to trust my inner knowing in the reading process by presenting me with cards that are frequent repeaters or that align very obviously with the focus of my attention with seasonal planetary and collective events. I'm beginning to feel that my deck is tutoring me in how to work with the cards and enjoys a good joke. So my question is, do the cards have a sense of humor? And is that a part of their teaching? I love your awareness and your observance of this. I think absolutely, especially depending on the deck. Um, in my experience, decks and readers, it's just like interpersonal relationships. Like sometimes we just don't gel with certain people. And other times it's like, perfect, you know, and just so lovely. And I think that's true with decks as well. So you clearly have a great deck on your hands that you are personally very well matched with, which we want. We, we're, we, we so want. Um, and I also think guides can be very cheeky. And if you're working with your guides through your deck, I do think that there is just, um, almost a hilarious, as you're describing, um, sense of synchronicity that it's kind of like, this is so obvious that it could like clobber me over the head. And like, 
it's so clear that there's, you know, um, almost nothing else to even say about it. Like, of course, right? Um, so I think they do have a sense of humor. I do. And I think that that is a part of their teaching. Um, and I, like, I, I can personally attest to pulling certain cards sometimes and like laughing, you know, like out loud and just being like, oh my gosh, this couldn't be more clear or couldn't be more, um, kind of, um, yeah, like cheeky, like enjoying a good joke is exactly how I would put it as well. Um, winking at you, um, I think is really beautiful. Um, I also love, this is not everyone's experience, but it can be, um, it's, it's all dependent again on the deck, how we're at our guides, like all kinds of different factors at play. Um, but the fact that this is such a present experience for you, I don't have a very lengthy answer to your question. I just really wanted to validate you and name that absolutely decks and cards can work that way. Um, it's one of one of the most lovely ways that our guides and the cards can help us to lighten up a little bit about this very serious business of spiritual work that we all tend to do and tend to get wrapped in. And with a lot of us, learning the tarot and interpreting the cards can just be a really big, um, we can take it very seriously you know, for good reason. And so it can bring up a, a lot of feelings around like, I have to make sure I'm doing this the right way. I, you know, um, especially what a nice anecdote for antidote for any of us who feel scared of these cards, like nervous or worried about these cards. They can just be, it can be so helpful when the messages come in a little, a little lighter and a little bit more with like a twinkle uh, rather than, doom and gloom and super serious. So I think that you can look at it also as an antidote, um, and kind of a beautiful balm for your learning process for any part of you that was nervous about this process. So absolutely guides, the cards, your deck can all be, um, really, uh, they can, it can be light. It can be really light energy, kind of twinkly, kind of, um, winking definitely and i love that you're having that experience with your deck i just say keep going because clearly you're on to something great there so thank you for asking me this thank you for being here with me wild souls um yeah looking forward to traversing this season with you and until we connect again uh well, actually, I should say this. Uh, next week, we won't have an episode. So we won't have an episode for the whole week of, I think it would be the third. Um, and then we'll be back the week after that with an episode. Um, and we might do every other week for July and August. I haven't totally decided. Usually I go on total summer break for the podcast. I don't think I want to do that this year. Um, but it might not be weekly. We'll see. Um, maybe we'll do a couple of re-releases of some old episodes on the weeks that I'm not here. Um, so yeah, uh, what I would invite you to do, um, is to send me your Ask Lindsay questions. And also just as a small heads up, um, 
I'm creating a new thing for the listeners of this podcast. And it will be, uh, what I would really welcome is, um, where you kind of in light of an ask Lindsay, what is the coverage that you'd most like to see me talk about? Like certain cards, certain, um, topics, um, would love to hear that too. Not necessarily for this podcast, maybe for this podcast, but for an offshoot of this podcast, which I'll share more about in the coming weeks. So, um, send me your ask Lindsay questions and send me also kind of like, uh, it can be within the ask Lindsay question or it can be an anendum to it. Um, which the link to ask Lindsay is in the show notes. Um, tell me what you'd like to hear about topics, cards, um, that you, that would be really helpful. I'd love to hear about that from you. Thank you so much again for being here, wild souls. And until we connect again, please take care of yourselves. This podcast was edited by Chase Voorhees, podcast art by Rochelle Sartini Gardner. And this episode was transcribed by one of our absolutely brilliant and beautiful transcriptionists, all of which you can learn more about or read about on our website, tarotofthewildsoul.com. If you wish to dive into more of my work, learn more about Soul Tarot, work with me in any kind of capacity, I'm always creating new things for us to do together, but you can find all about our self-led courses and classes and new offerings on tarotforthewildsoul.com. And if you want to be the first to know about any new offerings, any new projects that I'm doing, if you want to benefit from discounts and early birds and all kinds of lovely newsletter-only offerings, you can sign up for the newsletter at the link in our show notes. And finally, if you have a question for me to answer at the podcast, or if you'd like to work with me um, live on the podcast, or if you'd like your question answered on the podcast, please click the link to Ask Lindsay and send me your cues. Thank you so much for being here.